Hello, my geniuses. It's your dream queen. Today's podcast is inspired by free consultations that I offered today. So if you're listening and are keen to have 20 minutes with me free, send an email to admin at cloudpop.business and we can book in this week. The reason I offered them is I woke up feeling like the ultimate queen this morning. A group of friends and I jumped on the peloton for the 8am class with Cody, my boo, and I smashed my PB. Must have been because I was riding with my fellow queens. Then I went to the chiropractor and I also got some DC treats. So on my walk to Georgetown, I was really feeling myself and thought, I'm going to put some of that good love and energy back into the world and offer some free consultations to boost my people. And while I like to think of myself as an uber positive thinker and almost painful optimist, as everyone has, I had a moment of pessimism. I thought to myself, what if I give people my time? And then someone says to me, I have a business idea and I don't know where to start. Don't get me wrong. I had the same question in my mind when I first started a business. Where do I go from here? But thinking that, not doing anything about it, and then turning to someone else for guidance is so lazy and will jip you out of your money. If that is where you are, I want to wrap my arms around you and give you a big hug and tell you that you have everything you need inside of yourself. And I know you are scared. You're scared to do research. You're scared to try. And you were probably scared to even ask that question in the first place. But if that is where you are, you are probably not at the stage of needing a consultant. You would be wasting your money if you get a consultant when you are at that stage. But this podcast might help you understand where you could put some of that magical, confused energy and talent. And I know you have it inside you. You just have to channel it. For the rest of you, this podcast is going to cover why you need the ask, not just of a consultant, of every single person and opportunity you encounter. Ask and you will receive. Go in blind and you will not have seen a thing. Let's break it down. Sorry, that was awkward. For you to be able to understand what you can ask of others, you need two things set in stone. The first, your pitch. And the second, where you're at. I've had countless companies ask me for meetings with VIPs and I always ask them the same question. Why? Even if they're my client. And this comes from a plethora of experience in government where this just didn't happen once, where companies would get into the highest. I'm talking they have a meeting with the highest possible person of power in government And they sit there and have a chat and they sit there and talk about the technical details of their capability. 
and the person on the opposite side of the desk, the one in power with the power, is sitting there thinking, when are they going to get to the part that's relevant to me? What can I do? Why am I sitting here wasting half an hour or worse, an hour of my time meeting with this person? And then they look to me as if, why did you set up this meeting? (laughs) So if to my client or to anyone, if I haven't suggested it in our business strategy, I need to know why you think you need this meeting. I always hold out for some profound, life-changing, insightful response like, I've spoken with my government and I have the Minister or Secretary for Defence, Science and Innovation supporting our company in the development of our prototype XYZ with the results indicating that we have engine speeds that can half the current speed of Boeing time travel. What actually happens is they respond with one of these common responses. I want to talk to them about our technology. Our company is doing some cutting edge innovation in the industry that they would find pretty interesting. Our capability is going to disrupt the industry. I think they will be impressed with how our company has innovated our manufacturing line. Girl, unless it's the change of the century that Ford imposed on the car industry with their manufacturing line, trust me, they don't care. How these monsters of corporations work in a nutshell and throughout the world is most of the global systems that people are employed under by a company or organization, the people are expected to do a narrow, sometimes nuanced, scope of work and report back on that work. Anything else outside of that scope of work they have no idea and or cares about. So before you make the ask, really think about who you're talking to and who to ask what. I love going to trade shows in the US or in Paris because it is full of people expecting to talk. It's a great way to exercise these skills that I'm talking about. Look at the person's title. So let's just do a generic covering of the standard titles in business. Okay, engineer. They understand and handle the technical side of companies' operations or capabilities. Cool. Business development manager. They're looking for growth, opportunity, funding, partnerships, and usually they look after personnel in some capacity. Great. Directors. Now, directors are seen to have power, but I actually believe they have more responsibility than power. I see directors as advisors. The most senior leaders will get the director's advice on a multitude of things because they're too busy consulting or negotiating to actually do research and have a deep understanding of the topics or fields. So I guess directors have powers of influence rather than actual decision-making. Then you have your executive branch. These people usually make the decisions. 
and probably in line or conjunction with a board or committee. Usually, as well, dependent on the advice of a long change of command behind them. Their schedule is high-paced, packed, and of their level or higher. You can expect that someone at this level, if you are meeting with them, has been briefed on the essentials of you in the last half an hour to an hour before your meeting. It'll cover this brief. It'll cover your company, your net worth, any risks involved in dealing with you or your company, and probably a picture they pulled from the internet and some talking points. So the position of the company, they've already maybe made a decision before you go into the meeting. It's always a good idea, if you are lucky enough to get a meeting at this level, to provide a succinct short brief for them to help influence that decision. Because again, as I've kind of tried to set the theme, Influence will come from research that is done by the chain of command. So if you can influence that in any way, and usually that's by making their life easier by providing them the work, that will help you. So I will provide a sample of what this brief should, could look like on my LinkedIn page tomorrow. So every person has a value in this chain. You never know who or why someone is at that company. They could be the lover, sister, cousin, illegitimate child, or favorite of the CEO. It is your job to take that person and their position at face value and understand what they can do for you. Now, I know this sounds very Machiavelli, but Washington can be kind of demoralizing in this way. It's really dependent on who you are and what you can do, and... There's this transactional type of interactions. But in business, if you only have one hour spare to network, you need to make the best of your time. So let's say you're at one of these trade shows and you end up talking to an engineer. Talk about the details of your technology and think about what is an ask that you could have for this person. Maybe they have a friend who understands your technology Maybe they have a suggestion for how it could be better. You could exchange emails to have a catch up again about your capabilities, unique, whatever. Bam, network built. But your meeting uh, with the VP for Amazon where they work is a big ask of that person at that level until you know them better or they offer and probably they can't make it happen. So Keep the professional contact and move on with your ask to somewhere else. On to probably the most important one, pitch. Okay, so your pitch needs to be delivered every time with passion and conviction. Most people, including myself at one point, hadn't nailed their pitch and it's a critical error. If you cannot communicate your idea in a succinct and understandable way, you run a real chance of losing or isolating your audience. My biggest tip is to find a way to describe what you do in one sentence. I hate time wasters, so nothing checks me out more than when I ask a CEO what their company does and their reply is some smug and non-comprehensive answer like, it's 
very technical and advanced. It's AI and machine learning technology. Cool. That tells me nothing. And I've also lost interest. A sentence that is simple, kind of interesting, and explains the reason I would continue to listen to you is our company has built a software that can be managed from our networks and offers you cybersecurity with 24-7 surveillance. Things about this sentence I love. It tells me what your company does and why what the company does is of value to me and my company while also offering not enough detail that I wouldn't have a chance to ask another question like, what do you mean your networks? Or 24-hour surveillance? What do you mean? Have a sentence memorized. Practice it a hundred times. Every time you order a coffee, somehow drop that you own your own business in a non-douchebag way and pray they ask you, what does your company do? So that you can practice. Next, once you have your go-to lines that you have memorized and practice that now makes you look informed, articulate and in control, you need a pitch deck. You can download any number of pitch decks from the internet. I've gone through multiple pitch decks and extracted what I thought was clever or insightful and patched it together to make my own. Doing a pitch deck will really lead you to understand where you are as a company or individual. Okay, so now you know where you are. A pitch deck does that fun intro stuff like what is the problem and why are we your solution. Let us introduce our team, the dream queen, you, the mastermind genius, and our money bags, VC. It will make you think about a business plan. Again, if you don't know how to make a business plan, go to Google before you go to a consultant. There are so many ways you can expand your business, but I strongly believe that you have the ideas And that's what makes your business. Your company is your image. If you read up and think cross-sell is the best way forward for your products, then explore that. A consultant can help you after you've tried it or considered it, but you need to have the original thought. Maybe after a while, it might not be working or you can't get it to work. And then you can talk to a consultant and you can tell them that you like the idea of cross-sell because you think your products are really valuable together and you bounce the ideas of all of them when they were designed. So all of them were designed with the others in mind. Without you understanding this crucial part of why you like this idea, you won't be able to explain that to a consultant and they won't be doing the right thing by your business. Then you can start working together once there is a mutual understanding. If you think you've tried absolutely everything, go to a consultant. If you haven't tried much, you aren't being true to your dream. 
If you let someone else do everything, every step of the way, it's not your dream anymore. Don't get me twisted. I believe experts and advice is really important. Important enough to start my own business based on the fact that I wish I had had, had, had the help that I offer when I was starting out. But if I didn't go through all the growing pains, I wouldn't know what I needed and where I wanted to go. I would say that I probably didn't source a business consultant um, until probably too late, Um, but that's because my career previously was in business and I had a lot of advice from people who were quite senior and mentors, so I didn't really pay anyone for that kind of thing, but I can appreciate that some people need more help than others and that's totally okay. Just be careful who you choose and that they actually want what's best for you and they share your vision. Okay, so you have your pitch and you have your deck. Great. So from this, you can probably identify one or two areas of improvement and this is all you need. You can identify money, selling, PR, community engagement, risk analysis, Now, these are things you can take to a consultant. We have had a lot of bad press lately. We've had no press. The question could be, how can we change our press exposure? I have a sick new product, but no one is buying it. I have so many other products, but people are only buying this one. How can I diversify my sales could be the question. I've just started out. I'm about six months old. I've gotten a patent and now I need money to build my app. So I hope this helps you understand the differences in questions and that there is a time for building networks and relationships and then there are times for the ask. Don't ever doubt that when you are in a meeting, that that is the time for the ask. Everything else can usually be an email. I hope you've learned something from my tips and tricks and we will speak soon.